Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Okay, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and uh, Kevin Bohannon standing by to talk a little baseball. What's up, Kevin? What's going on, guys? How are we today? We're good, we're good, good we're good. Um, anyway, I appreciate you uh, coming on. So we got Jackson Wiggins to the Cubs, which makes me happy because A, I'm a Cubs fan, and B, I'm a Jackson Wiggins fan. I want to see him have success after his Tommy John surgery. Is that about where you we were expecting him to go, or did you think maybe a little later or earlier for him? That was the earliest, I thought. Anywhere from as high as 55, and then I expected the back end. I did find out yesterday afternoon that the Braves were not going to let him get past number 70. So I, I did talk to the family this morning, and I talked to Jackson last night. They were surprised. Uh, Jackson did go out to the MLB Combine in Arizona a couple of weeks ago, and from talking to the agent and everything, he blew every team out of the water in terms of his interviews. And anybody that knows Jackson, he's really quiet, You know, keeps to himself, not a rah-rah guy. But uh, for Jackson to go in, and that was the only platform he had to perform on being injured. So he, he impressed a lot of teams, the Marlins, the Phillies, uh, even St. Louis were, was in the mix for him. But getting to the Cubs at 68 is really big. Uh, he'll likely sign for an overslot value. I would bet 1.2 to 1.5 with his signing bonus. That's uh, that's impressive. I would say you know we'll, we'll do game balls and jock straps a little late, but I got to give a game ball to whoever did his surgery and really anybody that's doing Tommy John surgeries these day, be, days because again it's uh, it's just an afterthought now. Nobody even mm-hmm. is concerned about it. Absolutely, absolutely. You look at Peyton Paulette last year going to the White Sox. He's already back on the mound throwing. And you, you talked about Pink Kent being one of the top in the top prospects in the Cardinals organization in this futures game performance. You know, Tink has never had Tommy John surgery, but the Cardinals brought him along at a very slow pace. He could have already been in Double A if he come in at, at any other time. But he's a young guy for that 2020 class. He was 17 when he graduated, so. They're making sure he doesn't have to get to that point, and it's just about arm care and arm management with with a lot of these clubs, and they're getting better at it, as you can see. So as Arkansas goes, they also had four signees in the first 52 that will not be coming to campus because they're going to have very full bank accounts instead. Not that they couldn't have made some nice NIL money, but is that about, again, what you expected from those guys uh, with uh, Miller and Martin and Zanatello and George? Yeah, the four that I had that we're not going to make it to campus were the four that got selected yesterday. Now, Aiden Miller would have probably been a top 15, top 20 pick had he not broken his teammate bone uh, earlier this spring, but uh, the, the power is there. They, they look at him more of a third baseman, not a shortstop. Uh, I like the pick. I've, I've gotten to see Aiden since he was about 14 or 15, and I think he's going to be a really good uh, – he could even slide at the corner outfield spot. So that's a really good pickup by the Phillies. Kendall George and a lot of guys on MLB.com and ESPN – Look at him as kind of an Enrique Bradfield. He's better than Enrique Bradfield was at this point in their timeline. Coming out of high school, Kendall George's uh, hit tool is a lot better than Bradfield was. Uh, the speed is definitely there. He he went a little higher. I expected him to go into 45 to 60 range, uh, but the Dodgers uh, jumped on him at number 36. Uh, Nazon Zanatello, he was at the draft actually. You know, coming out of the St. Louis area. Uh, went number 50 overall. He was based on Baseball American MLB Pipeline, number 52. So right about in the range where he thought he would go. Uh, approximate slot value is $1.7 million, So he's going to you know, buy a lot of cotton candy for his little sister. If you saw the interview last night, 
Man, Walker Martin, as he dropped to number 52 last night. And the thing about Martin was, coming out of Colorado, you don't see a lot of high school prospects come out of the uh, the, key, uh, the Boulder State right there. So, mm-hmm. Mile High City, everything, you don't see a lot of high school prospects. And I talked to a lot of scouts, and I said, I said, hey, and this is about number, pick number 40. Are you surprised Martin hasn't gone yet? And he said, no. He said, if he goes, he'll go to San Francisco at 52. If he doesn't go there, he's likely going to make it to campus. So Martin did an interview with the Denver Post last night. The word is he's going to get $3 million mm. at least. That's uh, $1.4 million over slot value. Yeah. So uh, good for him. You yeah. know, he was in the running to be uh, player of the year by Baseball America. So uh, good for him. And right. You got got some really good news this morning, guys. Gabe Gakel from out in California told me this morning that he's going to be a hog. He's going to make it to campus. He withdrew his name from the MLB draft a couple of days ago. He didn't let it uh, be known out there, but I, I, I'd been talking to him throughout the process, and he reached out this morning and said, hey, it, it, you can put it out there that I'm going to be a hog and I'm excited to be one. So that's just going to add to an already deep pitching staff, and if they can get some of these other guys to campus, Look out next year. Yeah, what's his story, Kevin? So, Gakel, he actually had Tommy John in 2020. Uh, he's number 51 on Perfect Games Top 100 list. He's the top uh, pitcher to make it to campus uh, outside of Ryan Stanek at number 20. So, hmm. uh, if you're looking at high school rankings and everything. So, yeah. uh, good makeup, 5'11", 185, fastball, 93-95, top 97. He's going to re- uh, remind people a lot of Gage Wood and how he pitches. Uh, pitches with a bulldog mentality, real good, tight curveball. Spin rates have been 2,800 to 3,000. So he's got a really good two-pitch mix. If he can get on campus, develop his command, work with Coach Hobbs, he's got a chance to be a really good bullpen arm next year. Any other guys that need to be worried about today? I would be worried about Barrett Kent, big 6'4 righty out of Texas. He had – Three of the top seven velocities from MLB Combine, all 95 to 97. Uh, teams have him slotted right around third, fourth round. He could go there. I reached out to him. I haven't heard back yet. And then Colin Fisher really kind of came up late in, in the draft process. He's out of Noble, Oklahoma. Perfect game didn't even have him ranked in the top thousand. But this is a kid that's on the MLB pop line, top 250 at number 135. Left-handed pitcher, three-sport athlete. 6'3", about 190. He throws 88 to 93. A really good curveball as well. Uh, teams really like him. I talked to a, an MLB scout. He was one of the favorite out of the top pitching prospects for the Razorbacks in, in this area. Uh, the, the scout that I talked to really loved the kid. And it, he said his number is pretty high. So if you get to this point in the draft you're you have a seven-figure uh, asking price, there's a good chance you make the campus, but, you know, draft deals can be worked out all the time. So those are the two I'd really look at. Uh, Dylan Questad out of Wisconsin, we know that pipeline has done really well for the Hogs lately. So uh, he's the third one I would look at. And then Ryder Helfrick may take a late-round deal. It just all depends. He's a catcher. He was ranked really high coming into this year. He had a really good circuit, uh, showcase circuit last summer, uh, but he kind of slid down draft boards. Uh, high school catchers, they don't really – unless you're a – Really solid pick, uh, like they did in the first round with a two or three Blake Mitchell going to the rules at number eight. Uh, they don't take them late in the draft because it's kind of a waste of money in MLB clubs' eyes to just throw money at a catcher when they need they need some seasoning, so to speak. 
Makes sense. Talking to Kevin Bohannon on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. So as far as guys that are on campus and have played for Arkansas, we're still waiting on one. I actually played this last season to be drafted um, with Wiggins going and not being available last season. What's your expectation for today? So Jace Borson, he should be the next one off the board in Hunter Holland. And, and that, those could go pretty quick uh, within a few picks of each other. Uh, Borson, you know, he had all the potential in the world coming into this year, and he was one of the ones that a lot of people talked about. D1 baseball, baseball America, they were all waiting for the breakout season. Well, you saw it the first half of the year. And if Jace would have stopped at midseason, he would have probably been a top two-round draft pick, top 40, top 50 pick. Mm -hmm. But he kind of fell off towards the the last half of the season. It it made scouts go back and look and scrutinize a little bit harder about, you know, okay, what are we missing here? So I expect him to go in the third round today, and then Hunter Holland. D1 baseball rated him the top left-handed college on, and that just and, and that's saying a lot. But the left the lefties in the college ranks this year, were, you, you've seen so far, there hasn't been many go, and it's just a, a shallow pool this year. So expect him to go uh, anytime third or fourth round, and then taking Justin Berger should get his name called today as well. I expect him to go round four, round five. Is Hagen Smith a first-round type guy next year? Absolutely, and uh, that's one thing that he's really he stood out. And a lot of the prep guys that you saw get drafted last night, you saw that Team USA on, on their chest of, of what they did last year, and especially the college guys as well. So that's a that's a stage that he gets to perform on. He's done he's been lights out so far. He a lot of scouts and. A lot of the guys that have seen him live so far this summer said he's been one of the best pitchers on that staff, and that's saying a lot. And he's the youngest, too. That I was looking at the birthdays yesterday, and Hagen, he's still not 20 years old, guys. So <laughs> that that is really that's a thing that MLB clubs really love, kind of like Tim Kent. You get them young while you can. So uh, Hagen Smith is likely to break the drought next year. Kendall Diggs is having a really good summer for the Bourne Braves. Brady Tiger, you can see three Razorbacks, you know, taken into the first two rounds next year, uh, and and there's always a breakout guy that you know comes out of nowhere. So, but I really look for Hagen Smith to be that guy. If he stays on the trajectory that he is and keeps throwing like he is, he'll definitely be in that top twenty, top twenty-five next year. We saw Arkansas very aggressive in the portal. I think it was catcher, shortstop, center fielder, corner, you know, first baseman. Was that because they knew these four guys were likely going to be drafted? Exactly. And Coach Van Horn in his press conference last week, he he alluded to the fact of, and a lot of people think NIL money can be just be thrown out there and they can get, you know, first-round, second-round talent to campus with NIL money. That doesn't happen. So they knew that the four guys that they were most likely going to not get to campus were the four selected, like you said, Wes. So, it's, it's plan B from there. So you got what what you have coming back, what you have coming in, and then portal. So they went aggressive. They got Hudson White, who's up in the Cape right now. He's not hitting really well, the catcher from Texas Tech, but he can shift to a corner spot as well, a corner input spot, maybe first base. Uh, then you got uh, the flying Hawaiian uh, out of Sacramento State. He's going to be a really good shortstop. That uh, I hate it for that. That's the portal. That's the downside of the portal with things like that happening with Aloy coming uh, from out there. Sacramento State got this, you know, really good uh, prospect at campus. Then he has a, blo- a breakout year. Now he's going to the SEC. So uh, good for the Hogs, bad for Sacramento State. 
And then you look at center fielder, Ross Lovitz, Tyler Wimsmeyer from Missouri. You got two corner outfield. You got a center fielder and then a possibly corner outfield spot. So I really like that. And then they got uh, Jack Wagner uh, from uh, Charleston State. I really like that pickup as well. Uh, you got to be solid up the middle. That's what we've seen with the Razorbacks in the past few years, whether it be Opit, you know, Grant Cook behind the plate, Battles, Martin up the middle. And then, of course, we know the center fielder history uh, with Arkansas, you know, going back to Andrew Benintendi and uh, – those guys that have come out of him, Dominic Fletcher. So being being strong up the middle is one thing to get get you to a national title. I saw Jason Jones had a home run, uh, a walk off uh, for yeah. over the weekend. How do you think he fits in next season? Because I like his makeup, the way he looks. It didn't he didn't produce as a uh, freshman, but you know it's it's tough sometimes to, to go from high school to SEC ball. What do you see in his future? Yeah, he, he's got the makeup. You know, six. Two six three over two hundred pounds. He, he came up as a prep shortstop, and then he matured a little bit physically. You know, carried some bad weight going into last year, but they got him back down a little bit, so he shifted to third base. I think he could play any corner infield spot. And Caleb Cowley coming back as well. That's gonna if he does come back, that's gonna play a part. And what happens with Jones? They think MLB scouts think he could shift to a corner outfield spot. Of course, that's gonna be tough with the Razorbacks next year. So. It's all going to be about how he hits. And I'm not talking about hitting for power. I'm talking about hitting for average. If he can be consistent and hit every day, he's going to find a place in the lineup, just like they did for Kendall Diggs this year. Diggs is you know, turning into a really good outfielder. So hopefully Jones can take that next step and you know, be in that everyday lineup next season. I saw Fouch had a good outing over the weekend, too. What's holding him back? Command is the biggest thing. You know, the velocity's there at 94 to 97, and he's only a two-pitch guy right now. But, if, you know, you got two really good ones. Why do you need a third? Uh, that's the old thing. But, you know, Command, he had walked quite a few before that outing the other day. Uh, what you saw the other day for the Green Bay Rockers was his best outing of the season so far. He went five innings, only walked a couple, struck out seven. Uh, that's the thing. And these freshmen that come in, it's it's a lot for him. So you saw that with Gage Wood as he kind of fell off towards the back end of the year. So Brady Tiger, Hagen Smith last year. So they get another year in the system. They get their body built up, and they're able to go a little bit longer, a little bit more, whether it be throwing in between games. Especially these bullpen arms, they have to be ready at all times. You heard Isaiah Campbell talking about that the other day, You know, switching from being a starter to being a bullpen guy and being a closer. You have to be mentally prepared at all times. So – I think that's one thing, you know, he, he's not scared of anything. You saw that last year. He came in in some big spots. That's just about consistency now. And you've got to throw strikes at uh, the pitch for Coach Van Horn. I know you know Gage Wood well. What's he doing this summer, and what do you expect out of him? Yeah, Gage uh, went out to the California Collegiate League and threw for Santa Barbara Foresters for a little bit. Uh, threw, had three outings, did pretty well. Had a 2.5 ERA his last outing. He went three innings, 40 pitches, and then he shut it down. He kind of ran into the same thing that Tiger did last year. Gage came out of high school. He was used to being a starter every day, so he had a routine. And the back end of the middle part of the year when he was going three innings on the back end of Hunter Holland or Hagen Smith was what he was used to doing. And then they he started doing well, so they said, okay, he can be a guy we use anytime we need him. So he would get hot, not go in. Next day, you get hot and I go in. That takes a toll on a freshman that's not used to it. So, at the end of the season, he was, his arm was dead. He was tired. So, 
He's, he shut it down for the summer. He's resting up right now. I expect him to come back and compete for a starting role next year. It's something that he's been wanting to do, and that's what he tried to do this year. But you know, those freshmen, they put him on the back end. They turned out pretty well, as you've seen the last three years. I think he'll be possibly that third starter behind Hagen Smith and Brady Tiger. Hmm. Uh, you've got some other guys that will push for that spot as well. Another still in the portal. Do you have any portal news? There was a – I guess it was the stud from Alabama. Is Arkansas in the running for him? Possibly. Uh, it's hard. It, I don't know what's it's harder to read, the MLB draft or the portal about where <laughs> guys will go. Uh, and it's been it, – it's the least – the MLB draft is the least scientific of all the three major sports. But uh, the portal, there's still some guys that they're in on that uh, – I'll say this. After the draft ends, if, if they don't get a couple of guys that they're planning on getting – Expect a commitment within the next couple of days. Sounds good. Kevin, Ooh. thank you for the time, man. Appreciate the info. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Kevin Bohannon on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.